Hello, and welcome to this podcast episode featuring Yamaha trumpet artist and Los Angeles studio veteran Wayne Bergeron. For more information on Wayne, including his list of movie credits, performance schedule, and the release of his upcoming solo recording, please visit www.waynebergeron.com. This interview was hosted by Yamaha product manager Jeff Hawley and took place during two recording sessions for Wayne's new solo CD. Here Wayne discussed such topics as his musical heroes and the design of the new YTR8335LA trumpet which he participated in. Special guest and trumpet legend Maynard Ferguson even dropped by, making a few great comments about Wayne and his playing style. We'd love to hear your thoughts about the Yamaha podcasts. For the first 25 listeners that send their comments to bandandorchestra at yamaha.com, we have a limited edition Yamaha Wind Instrument t-shirt. That's B-A-N-D-A-N-D-O-R-C-H-E-S-T-R-A at yamaha.com. Finally, thank you for your support of Yamaha products. With a commitment to innovative wind instruments and an industry-leading five-year warranty, we're confident that you will be able to depend on Yamaha. Well, this might be a little, a little, uh bit of a leading question here, but, but Wayne, as far as uh, as you coming up as a trumpet player, who would you consider your, your big trumpet hero? Well, let me think. Oh, God, there's so many. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Maynard was my, actually my, well, I have to say my second trumpet influence, because the first trumpet player I ever heard was Al Hurt before I heard Maynard. Oh, That's when I just first started yeah. playing. And then somebody introduced me shortly after that, well, you gotta check out this. Mm-hmm. Man, first time I heard it was the MacArthur Park Vintage, was the first stuff I heard in the eighth grade. And I became an instant fan, and uh, I've been, you know, a dream of mine was to play on his band when I was a kid. And as I, you know, the years went on, and I was playing, it didn't happen. You know, he had his band and his guys, and I finally, a little later than I would expect it, the opportunity came along in 19, Actually came along in 1984, Maynard. Really? Alex Isles recommended me, and oh. I was on the road with somebody else, and I couldn't get off the road. Uh-huh. And I was just so bummed. I'm going, here I am, I'm getting this chance I've always wanted to have my whole life, and I'm having to say no. Uh-huh. And fortunately, they had uh, uh, they replaced the trumpet player <laughs> um, that uh, was on at the end of a tour, had left tour, and so the opportunity came up again. And so in 1986, I got another shot at it, and I actually got to re- record a CD with you. It was an album and a CD then. Uh, my second week on the band. Wow. <laughs> yeah, trial by fire. Second week on the band when I did Body and Soul record. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I don't, some of it I remember, some of it I don't, but uh, that's because uh, God knows what goes on in the back of the band bus. <laughs> I'm the leader, that's none of my business. You know? well, how did you meet Wayne, or when did you first hear about him? Maybe some background on that. Oh, well, I, I just knew that I had to have him on my band, and I had him on my band until I couldn't afford him anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he was funny about it, like preferring his wife to me, and uh, 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 negative things, you know, that were just uh, didn't, no, actually, he's a, he's a wonderful friend and a truly one of the great trumpet players, yeah. I know a lot of your fans are, are familiar with the horn that you've been playing for years before, and uh-huh. maybe uh, 
if you can explain kind of the development of the of the new Yamaha horn you're working on and what you've been uh, playing on as of late. Yeah, I, uh, Bob Malone and I, I mean, once I got Bob Malone on the right track and showed him how to put these horns together, because he really didn't really seem to know too much. Yeah, real so beginner. So I got in there sure. and, you know, with my experience of putting horns together and stuff. Um, but once I showed him the way, now he's, he's gotten a pretty good horn work together. Obviously, I'm kidding. Bob Malone and I have uh, been friends for a long time. We actually met at Disneyland. He was playing in the Fanfare Trumpet unit. And I uh, went on to be a master horn craftsman. And uh, he kind of approached me about doing a horn for Yamaha. So it uh, started out as taking some stock horns and him bringing them out to me or sending them to me. And I would play them and tell him my thoughts on it. And he would change something, change a lead pipe or a bell. Um, not really telling me what he was doing and just changing things. I'd say, that's better. And we got to the point where that... We developed a pretty nice horn that was feeling pretty good for me, but it wasn't quite a home run yet. And it was a good double. So uh, I got a chance to go out to the factory in Grand Rapids where we really made a lot of progress. Um, Bob made, uh, put several horns together, different valve sections. Um, we got the lead pipe tweaked in just right, and then we were just donning in the bell being the final thing. We actually ended up with, for trying several bells, ended up with an 8310Z bell but opening that up to a full-size medium-large, because it's actually, I think, a 442, a medium-bore horn. So we put that on there, it felt a little stuffy compared to the larger front end of the horn. So when we opened that up, the horn became magic, pretty much. And I did several blindfolds out of the factory with uh, Jim Murphy and Bob standing in the warehouse there, um, where I'd have them stand 20 feet back, turn their backs to me, and I'd play, and I'd have them, I'd play my horn, my old horn, I'd play a couple different Yamahas, and have them pick the one they liked best, and they would go back another 20 feet. And they couldn't see the horns, so yeah. there's no, uh, you know, there's no uh, no BS going on. You know, it's sure. all ears. And uh, the horn I'm playing now is the horn that was picked every time. And I've also done that same blindfold test with several students and college bands and other professional players. And I've actually done it in recording situation where I've been in somebody's home studio and I play it like several trumpet parts. Mm -hmm. And then I would go back and I go, no, let me replay the lead trumpet part on this. And I played on my old horn. And I would have the engineer, i go, what do you like best? And he'd go, well, this particular horn, whatever take that was, he go, this horn seems to have more snap to it, or more body, or, uh, you know, and he would go, well, this horn's actually putting out a bigger sound wave. And I'd be playing the exact same way. And every time, those, those positive things were always the Yamaha horn. Wow, so even at the, the sound wave, even looking at, the, at it. Even looking at it compared to my other horn, it's actually putting out more sound. You can see it. I wasn't playing any differently or any louder. It's actually making a bigger sound wave. So that means there's more overtones in the sound than what I was getting before. Sure. So, uh, you know, uh, and that was just, again, it was exciting to work side by side with Bob Malone. He means such a, a great craftsman. And, uh, and I got to say, Yamaha's been very, very good to me since my involvement with them as far as being supportive of, of clinics and, uh, you know, and guest solos type concerts and things like that. And uh, so it's been very, very nice. And the whole experience for me has been an extremely positive one. How, how would you describe it if you know another trumpet player asked you kind of overall what what's the horn about? Um, the horn is a, a fairly free blowing horn. It's not a large bore instrument, but it's on the freer side of the blow. There's, it's got a big venturi, so for any gearheads out there, it's 0.352 opening of venturi, which is is fairly open. It's much more open than the standard Bach or or any of the other standard Yamahas. And it's something I like. It lets you into the horn a little bit further so you don't hit that resistance point so early. Yeah, the horn, uh, the initial design of the horn is we didn't want to have a horn that would, we were saying, oh, this is a legit horn, or this is a big band lead horn. You always get those labels on horns out there. I'm kind of a believer in a good trumpet is a good trumpet.
myself as just a trumpet player. I play the trumpet. So I wanted a horn that would do a lot of different things. In my line of work, um, I never know what kind of music I'm going to see. I never know what style it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be a Dixieland cue or a Big Band Lee trumpet cue or a Baroque trumpet cue or a lyrical thing. <clears throat> I need an instrument that's going to uh, that's going to be able to cover those different things. I mean, I might make some mouthpiece changes, but the trumpet should have a full spectrum of sound. Um, if a horn is really too bright, it's not a good horn. If a horn is really too dark, I don't think it's a good horn. I think a trumpet has to have both of those things. So that was something that we really looked at with this horn. So it's a versatile horn. Um, I've, had, I've heard guys play the horn and sound very dark. And I've heard you put, step on the gas on a little bit, it'll get very bright. So it'll do all those things. So it's, we're shooting for versatile here with this instrument and not have a label on it, even though they've kind of started labeling it already, you know, but we're, we were trying to avoid that. Um, it's a... It's an open horn. It's a, as I mentioned before, it's got a large venturi on it. <clears throat> but it's not a big, dumb animal either. It's not an extra large bore. I mean, there's some horns out there that are so big that you just fall into them. And then you can't get any uh, resistance. You can't find a resistance point to, uh, to play delicate passages. So this still has a resistance point, <clears throat> but it has a free blow to it. It's kind of like the bookend of the 8310Z, I would say. Because there's a lot of things I really like about Bobby's horn. Um, for, for me, I mean, every, everybody likes something different. Mm -hmm. You know, some people like that resistance point, some don't. My own personal thing is I like to go into the horn a little further for sound. And, uh, you know, there's stuff in the middle there, too. You know, so it's a, it's a nice thing that you have this horn, you have this horn on the other end, and everything in between. So any player could be comfortable. Sure. So maybe, uh, would you say, coming to this horn from, from something that, uh, you know, uh, from a previous instrument, is it is something like the, the Z horn, where a lot of guys feel that they almost have to approach it a little different maybe not necessarily chops-wise, but philosophy-wise, where that's kind of got its own vibe going on. Is this horn similar to that? It's, it's similar to that, except I don't even think you have to think about it as much. The, it's got some of those nice efficiencies the 8310Z sure. has, which yeah. I like. Um, I'm kind of a blowhard, so whenever I play the 8310Z, when I got tired, I always felt like it backed up on me. That's something I probably could have worked through and become a very efficient instrument for me. I just never did. You know, I've always kind of liked, I've always, I've always kind of played more open horns my whole career as I get a little older here, maybe I'll, I'll start tightening my horn up a little bit too. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I think they both have really great qualities because they share some of the same parts too. It's just dimensions are a little bit different in a couple of places. But uh, you know, for somebody coming from a, a larger Bach, let's say, I think we're going to this horn very comfortably. You know, or a yeah. larger, larger bore horn. They might find that it's not quite as big as what they were playing, but it will still have that openness to it. But uh, you can actually play soft on it. Bigger horns are trouble to play soft on, in my experience, because you don't get that resistance point. You can play soft, and you get that, get that fuzz in the sound at the beginning. This has a nice, still has a nice resonance and a nice response of a smaller horn, even though it's not small. Sure, I noticed, uh, you know, from the the little bit that we've heard tracking and just kind of you jamming, and at the last uh, time we were together at the other studio, just jamming in the hallway, even that I noticed uh -huh. how. Uh, effortless and how just kind of in that middle register and down low it it just seemed to work yeah no, it feels great down that made, made, made my life a lot easier <clears throat> especially from the horn i used to play which wasn't a bad horn you know it was a great horn when i you know when i played loud on it but it really lacked i used to very really scuffle to play soft lyrical passages you know and that's probably you know i don't like to admit my our weaknesses you know we all got weaknesses and that's you know, i'm a big band lead trumpet player that's what i grew up doing but i've had to do this other stuff and learn how to do it being in the studios, and this horn helps me out a lot. I feel much more confident having to play something that's butt naked, 
with 100 people sitting in the room by myself. Yeah. You know, high G is never a problem. These, this, the lyrical thing can be a problem. You know, if you don't have your, the right equipment for that, um, you know, you can have egg on your face. So it's really helped me out a lot and made me a lot more confident. Well, as I you know was mentioning to uh, to Maynard before, and actually to Wayne, you know, in the past, and just luckily for me, I guess, in the educational world in high school and in college, I got a chance just with you guys as guest artists, and mm. kind of strange to be here with both of you now, and obviously heroes of mine, and just kind of noticed that everyone is in this educational support and doing the guest artist thing, and maybe a little bit of a turn in the industry towards that. Maybe not something that you that you saw when you were coming up. Well, I tell you what, very much so the whole uh, thing, uh, I remember because it was uh, very important discussions about the fact that uh, uh, everybody in the industry was calling them clinics, you know, like the kids are sick with something. <laughs> and uh, it was true, though, that uh, all the educational people, and I was very uh, uh, sort of aware of that because my mother and father were both school principals, you know, which is why I became a trumpet player. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh, I, I actually, the uh, whole music education thing uh, uh, was so wonderful uh, because uh, I think I was there when it really started to blossom, you know, and uh, 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 kids uh, found it important to be on the, in the high school marching band, uh, you know, and uh, first thing you know, they're playing with me. <laughs> exactly. Well, I guess taking it one step further, I know both of you are also very supportive of the, the trumpet community as a whole, and I, I know that uh, you guys are keeping track and kind of watching what's going on web-wise and really staying on top of all the gear. Uh -huh. would, would you say kind of the whole trumpet scene then maybe uh, evolving, maybe better, or compare contrast over the years? Oh, well, it's very hard for me, uh, uh, Wayne, to, uh, um, you know, I start to, uh, first of all, when it comes to uh, anything electronic or, uh, <laughs> or, or, or the internet, uh, I tell you, I'm really in there. I'm lying, by the way. <laughs> I mean, there's several websites dedicated to, to this man alone. I mean, the people have just put sure. it out because of the, the yeah. love of his playing and of him. So there's probably you know four or five that I've seen you know in different countries that people just put mm -hmm. up and they put pictures of you up and oh, and, uh, awesome. and recording who didn't even know you played on 
<laughs> yeah, well, I was Tiger Brown on something. Yeah. That was the name of my dog and my first wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is going to come out sounding great, so I look forward exactly. to hearing the finished product on that one. Basically, I see Wayne on studio calls, and uh, I know he travels a lot. I hope to do some traveling with him, maybe running into him at some clinics, but uh, uh, the thing that people don't know, that may not know, is that what is he plays, on, what you hear on movies and records and jingles, when it's Wayne Bergeron, it sounds perfect on the recording, and they may not know that he plays it perfect every time so that uh, is not, uh, he's not a miracle of a modern electronic music. He's a true uh, musician that plays from beginning to the end and doesn't make any mistakes. And so all trumpet players could aspire to that. So that would be, that would be a little inside because if, no, everybody's a little nervous these days in electronic. They never know how good someone is until uh, they hear him live. Sure. And believe me, Wayne is the real deal live and on record. We met when I was in high school and uh, in a town of Cyprus, and Wayne was going to uh, Linwood High School, and I had a friend in, in my high school band who used to go to Linwood High School who knew Wayne, and he said, kept telling me all year, this friend of mine's going to come over, he's a great trumpet player, you know, he's going to come and jam with us at lunch, I'm thinking, yeah, right, okay, he's probably a hack. He shows up finally one day and he just blew the roof off. We became friends and I, gosh, I guess I was 16 or 17 and, and uh, you know, here, here we are five years later. Yeah, no, exactly. no, actually, well, a little, a little later than that. <laughs> We've known each other for a long time. Wayne's played on all my records and, and done a lot of uh, recording projects where I've arranged the music and, and he's a great, great guy, great player. Uh, I guess just... Uh, as you guys know already in the in the episode here, we're we're in studio with uh, with Wayne Bergeron and with Maynard Ferguson, working on Wayne's new album. And uh, maybe can you fill us in a bit about kind of the details on the album, when you think it's going to be out, and where we can find out more info about that. Um, there is a release date. It escapes me at the moment, but I think it's the end of June, like June twentieth. June twenty-seventh. June twenty-seventh. Excuse me, I've been corrected. Um, <clears throat> it'll be on the Concord Records label. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, you know, it's kind of a fluke thing. You know, my uh, we've been in contact with Concord Records a little bit from my last CD. They seemed a little bit interested in it, so we presented this new CD to them, and they were gracious enough to pick this up and sign me. And uh, I couldn't be more thrilled to have them involved with this because it'll actually, you know, maybe get out out of my uh, out of my car and into a record store you know, instead of selling them out of my trunk. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so we're in the beginning stages of it, but we need to have it finished up fairly quickly. Matter of fact, the reason we're cutting Maynard today here is because Maynard's only in town for a few days. And he, I looked at his schedule on the road and I said, how are we going to get him recorded? He's on the East Coast for, you know, months. Mm -hmm. So uh, I called his road manager and there was this little win of opportunity. So we went through the band together, cut the track, and that's what brings us here today. Interesting that uh, the head of Concord Records uh, is Hal Gabe. I think it's very interesting that he sent Wayne a letter 
saying how much he loved the CD and could he put it in the Concord catalog. And when the catalog came out at Christmas, it was the uh, like the pick, his you know oh, choice of yeah. favorite uh, CD. You want so, to tell us? Why don't you tell the story, Deb? You're, you're, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. So, um, you can say this is Wayne's wife. And sure. She's the brains of this. <laughs> the brains of the operation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm the brains of the operation because I, unlike Wayne, was not born with a double high C. So I've had to work my whole life. <laughs> you know, everything wasn't handed to me like it would have been if I had double high Cs. Oh, yeah, everything that was, was handed problem. to me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but but I think the the interesting uh, what's interesting is how Gaba, the president of Concord Records, had sent Wayne a letter, and it really meant a lot to him. Um, just saying how much he loved Wayne's playing and Wayne's CD. So uh, the CD ended up in Concord Records catalog last Christmas, and um, which was very ironic because that month that it was in the catalog uh, is when we got the news that Wayne's CD was nominated for a Grammy. Um, so, af after that, you know, we go to the Grammy Awards and, and, you know, we go through that whole kind of fun weekend and uh, we were talking about doing the next CD, so we had written a letter to Hal asking if Concord would be interested in all and having any part in the record and, and it was all basically based on Hal being such a gentleman. And uh, he's, he's known in the business for being such a... Uh, I heard that people say he's a class act. Yeah, he's a class act. You know, in, the, so, in, the, in, the, in this cutthroat record business. <laughs> he's a class act. Sure. And so it was all because of him that Concord assigned Wayne. Well, great. Well, thanks again, you know, both of you guys. Just been a, a real pleasure for myself and also kind of everybody doing the studio hang. Just really a, a you know, a history lesson all the stories interesting things that Maynard's been talking about and of course the fantastic playing of of you two together and uh, really been a, a pleasure for us and I'm sure a pleasure for you two getting the to jam together oh yeah oh yeah really fun to play with him yeah, yeah. Can, on you. he can cover for me all the time <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah well great thanks again guys thank you thank you yeah yeah, yeah great job Wayne had mentioned before that the album is is due out again it's due out in the stores on June 27th. June 27th. And you can check the Concord Records website, and I'm sure they'll have the new CD out there and where you can purchase it. Great. And uh, I'll be first in line. Man, you need to come out of your shell a little bit. Thank you. <laughs> you, need to come out of your <laughs> you know, he said, he said the funniest thing at his tribute when we did this big band of four trumpets and then instead of four bones we had four trumpets mm -hmm. instead of five saxophones we had four trumpets and we couldn't replace rhythm section with trumpets but yeah, yeah, yeah. and we had Maynard come up and count off the tune we played give it one oh, yeah. and, uh, and Maynard we had him come up and count it off and he looked at the band he goes man somebody finally got this right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> perfect